Hey guys, welcome back to Life's Fertile Questions podcast. This is Leanna, and today joining me is my husband, Jade. Hey, how's it going? So today we're tackling the topic of male infertility, or just male fertility in general. Um, So Jade, why don't you go ahead and tell us our four kind of main reasons for male infertility. So the four main reasons or kind of symptoms, I guess you could say, is uh, libido, erectile dysfunction, or the ability to maintain an erection, uh, sperm count, so the concentration of sperm cells in the semen, uh, sperm mobility, so it's not moving as it should, and if it's not getting where it needs to be, then obviously that causes problems. And uh, testosterone levels is also a huge one. Uh, the male sex hormone is, if low levels of testosterone, it's directly correlated to the quality and quantity of sperm. All right. So those are kind of our four. So the libido, erectile dysfunction, your sperm count slash mobility, and testosterone. Yeah. And when, and when we were looking stuff up for this, did you happen to find out how many how many men actually have fertility problems? I wasn't able to find a number, no. So, well, I found like two different sources. So let's take this with a grain of salt. But the first thing I found said that in half of infertile couples, and they and they said an infertile couple is somebody who's been trying for a year longer with no success, um, male infertility plays at least a partial role. And another source that I read said that one in three infertile couples is because of the male alone i did find that the one in three so there are one in eight couples that struggle with fertility and then one in three of those cases are because of the male is that higher or lower than you thought it would be one in three i think that's actually higher than i thought it would be really I mean, maybe it's just because I have a bunch of girlfriends, and so I'm well, I don't hear true. all of the male problems, or maybe they don't tell me their male problems. But I think even as a woman, my f- first thought goes to, oh, it's the female. Right. There's a reason they're not getting pregnant, just because there's so much that relies on the female. Like she's got the heavy machinery, and there's more to go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, in my mind, I was thinking that men are half the equation on this, so I would think it would be closer to to have but okay. there's a lot of less is. moving parts though well that's true and from what i found it is by far more of a problem for women mm-hmm. so i don't know it, it was just interesting to get that information yeah absolutely well there was also symptoms though because we we found those reasons but aren't symptoms okay so libido so your sex drive do you have any symptoms of that well, yeah, so problems with the sexual function, like we already mentioned, um, but also like pain or swelling, a lump in the testicle area, although that could probably That's be a way lot of more serious. More concerning, yeah. But yeah, I mean, anything like that down there is obviously a, a big symptom of, inf- or a way you can tell that you might have male infertility. Um, recurrent respiratory infections was something I found. I don't know why that would be. If a guy's having lung problems, it correlates with having low fertility? I don't know. I just kind of assume if you have something wrong with your body, there's also something else wrong just because your body works so much in unison with other 
parts of your body, but... I figured for a male, it puts sperm production on a back burner for a lot of things. And lungs are pretty important, so maybe it's like, yeah, we're going to hold off on this. I don't know. That was just an interesting symptom. Um, Inability to smell. That's odd. Yeah, I don't know what that would have to do with it either. Abnormal breast growth or decreased facial or body hair or any signs of chromosomal or hormonal abnormality. Yeah, those are all big hormonal balances because I know PCOS, that's very similar for women too, is the hair growth or the the breast, you know, growth or anything like that. But you can't smell very good and you don't have any male infertility, but... But that's surgery. Like that was from two broken noses and surgery. (laughs) I guess, but anyway. Um, And then obviously we talked about sperm count, but... the specifics on that are 15 million per milliliter. It sounds like so much when you yeah. put it like that. Or a total of 39 million per ejaculate. So, I'm But that's sure... only something that you can know from a doctor. Right. I mean, obviously, you're not... If you have a question, you, you don't get to know those numbers till you've already had right. other questions And I think that's it. probably why the first step always, like when we were going through the second round here... The first thing they do is they have you have go you give and, a sample. Yeah, give mm-hmm. a sample, go do the blood work. Obviously, after my initial checkup, but right. that's still within the first few steps of, you know, before they even start any sort of procedure or right. medicine, just to rule it out. And we learned, too, that you still have to read, you have to redo it every year. Yeah, every it's year. It's not like a one and done test. Well, and I think that's because a lot of the research I was doing said it's directly related to how healthy the man is. So if weight changes, diet changes. Yeah. And and I remember that, remember your doctor telling us, or you were reading a book or something that said the health of the man at time of conception played a part in how healthy the baby was. Yeah, I do remember that. And I remember thinking, oh man, that's crazy. But the health, the overall general health of a male is like a direct relation to how his sperm is right but you think about it so women are born with their eggs guys Mm -hmm. you know are constantly recreating it throughout their whole life so yeah if you're if you're unhealthy at one point in your life your sperm is going to directly relate to how your body's reacting right what's going into your body i mean if you're being unhealthy you see it all the time like either you might have skin issues or liver issues or you know what i mean but there's lots of things that your body can do that if you're not being healthy get affected and I I guess it's just surprising that you could almost look at it like sperm count is honestly a a measure of how healthy you are as a man. Yeah. So while we're talking about, you know, this doctor's sperm check they did, is there any insight that you want to give just I mean obviously they collect your mm-hmm. sperm. Yeah, they so for those of you who've never had to do this, they give you a paper and it says you can't have sexual intercourse or masturbation or anything it's like, like 24 that 24 to... hours before you donate, um, but no less than two days right. beforehand. So they're looking for a certain window of... Cream of the crop, Well, mature So sperm. it happens two days beforehand and then you wait some time and they want to see okay so what has this what has this body produced in that time right you know because since we're constantly developing 
how much of it is new, how much of it's older growth sperm, how much is there total, like... Anyway, so you, you donate like into the cup, you crazy. turn it in. Yeah. I think we got our results back in a few days. It was yeah. pretty quick. Yep. All your numbers were normal. I think I got it back the next day. Could have been. But your numbers were normal. At least our doctor, they gave us a window of what it should be so that you know how to understand it. Well, don't, yeah. don't undersell me. I was slightly above average. Yeah, but that could be bad. But you were <laughs> above average in everything, so you averaged out. And that's what they're looking for. They don't right. want highs and lows. They want a consistency yeah. throughout. Right. But wasn't as bad as you thought? Well, <laughs> I know the movies make it look this might horrible. Be, this might be too much information, but I've learned from my mistakes. So in the past, there was a restroom that you have to that is obviously there for like donating things but it's also like right next like it's in a bathroom like there's a urinal right next to you like some yeah. dude's coming in and going to, <laughs> to the urinal right next to you and it's like oh my gosh yeah you've definitely learned to go out of your way to find the private yeah bathroom go, in the hospital. go down the road less traveled and find a bathroom <laughs> there because i don't know it's just weird yeah that's valid <laughs> Yeah. But then you had a blood test. That was, you know, no big deal. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what they mm -hmm. were measuring in your blood, but everything came back normal, which was a relief. I think, well... Can they do testosterone That might have been blood? for S STDs. I don't know what the blood thing was for. Okay, they well, were it was done at the, on blood. the same day, but... Yeah. Anyway, so that was... We had a test done. We encourage all guys to get that done. Yes, it's not... I mean... It doesn't take long at all. If you have any thought that maybe it could be you or even if you're just curious, get a test done. See I know. what it looks like. Yeah, the first time around, we were a little nervous just, you know, because it's always scary to figure out if one of you is infertile. And um, I know we were pretty relieved just knowing the results. I think it well, yeah. helped a lot. And, and I felt bad because on the one hand, it puts a lot more pressure on you, but at the other side of that i'm glad we weren't burning that candle at both, both ends. ends yeah yeah but, but i know obvious sense too they're coming out with an at-home sperm test so you don't have to go to your doctor necessarily I, you know whether you, you probably that. should it's crazy it's a new development yeah it's pretty cool um yeah obviously we haven't tried it yet but you know i think maybe next kid next round you know whatever if we have to wait a year yeah then I think it would be kind of cool to do at home. But then again, it's pretty easy for us to go into the doctor because we've done it so many times. But I do right. think it's cool that people have that option for those that, you know, aren't ready quite to go to their doctor's office. Mm -hmm. They can kind of do an at-home checks. Right. So I think that's very cool. Okay, so let's look into how to increase fertility. So some remedies. Well, something I found out is it seems like a lot of male fertility remedies are snake oil. Everybody's got some sort of drink this, eat this pill or whatever. But that's for every diet. That I mean, everyone has an opinion about what to put in your body and how to fix it. Well, I know, but I was just surprised because I feel like with all your research on female infertility, there's like tried and true methods and procedures and medicines. And you look that up for men... And there's nothing besides get healthy. 
I guess, but at the same time, being healthy does relate directly to your sperm. Well, of course, and but you know as well as I do that there could be a healthy man who's eating right, who's avoiding, you know, isn't abusing substances or anything like that, and if he's still got infertility problems, well, I guess you're up yeah. a creek then. But I guess I do think it's similar to women in a way because... You know, for Brody, we tried two and a half years, and I was eating right, and I was, That's you know, true. checking all the boxes, and we still had issues, so. Yeah, and I will say, if if a male's infertility is due to hormones, that can be addressed probably in a similar way to a lot of female yeah, hormonal imbalances. Yeah, probably a medicine that can help balance. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so like we were saying, exercising regularly, that's huge. Getting yes. your body more fit. I mean, obviously, if you're overweight and... You know, you've done diet and you've done exercise and it's not working. That's helping us this time around because I'm much more... I've lost quite a few pounds recently doing Mm -hmm. COVID diet. And I feel like it has helped me. I need to find the old stats from when they tested me the first time compared to the most recent time and see if I did do better. Yeah. Um, But then I found out there's a lot of combos of vitamins and minerals that work together that can help. Now, it was interesting because there's no, like, studies that can definitively prove it, but they know how sperm is made. Right. And these things play a big part. Well, I actually have a study for you, Jade. Oh. So vitamin C was one of the vitamins that they suggest. I say they, but it was on, you know, many different sites. But (laughs) vitamin C... So for a thousand milligrams of vitamin C twice a day for two months, it increased the sperm mobility by 92% and the sperm count by 100%. So it doubled it. A thousand milligrams of them? I don't know. That's so much. What's normal? Like 200? I, well, okay. So I did take zinc for a while. We'll get to that. But those things are only like 50 for each little pill. Yeah, so we've actually started Jade on a men's multivitamin probably, what, a year ago maybe? And that has vitamin C in it. So Jade is going to look on his bottle here and tell us how much vitamin C is in his little men gummy. Because you all know I love the gummies. So. 36 milligrams. Only in one of them? And you take two a day? Well, no, it says amount per serving, and the serving size is two gummies. I'm a big boy. I eat my gummies. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that is drastically smaller than the 1,000 milligrams. milligrams. Okay, That's so like even cut that in half. a whole bushel of apples or So something. even cut that in half. If you were to do 500 milligrams... Okay, so I guess that's not humanly possible. Well, no, But the study still proves, I guess, that sperm mobility went up 92%, and sperm count went up 100%. So even just fractioning that down, it still increased both. Yeah. Well, this one study that I found said that vitamin C coupled with vitamin E, they worked well together to boost it. Okay. So yeah, and not... I found one with vitamin D, so A-D-E. You mean C-D-E? C-D-E, vitamin yeah. C-D-E together. But that's pretty common in most vitamins, so. Right. Well, and... The study I read said that like 93% of Americans are deficient in vitamin E and about 36% are deficient in vitamin C. Hmm. 
That's so, a lot of people. Yeah, but so, you can improve that with a vitamin. So just take yes, a take multivitamin. Yeah. Eat an apple. And it's it funny because <laughs> you you probably didn't ever take vitamins until we started infertility stuff, huh? I don't believe so, no. Yeah. But it's probably good to do regardless. It is. Another combo that I found was zinc and folic acid. Now, yes. zinc is directly related to sperm count. It needs zinc to create sperm cells, and the folic acid um, helps them reproduce the DNA inside and, and stuff like that. So that was another combo that I found. Which is also very important for a prenatal vitamin. Those are two big zinc and folic acid. However, my gummies don't have zinc. So I was taking zinc on my own, and I did notice... You probably took a little too much, though, because you were getting super jittery at night and getting pretty vivid, scary dreams. (laughs) No, zinc has the opposite effect. It makes you tired. Well, then what were you taking that where it's making you go nuts? I thought it was zinc. That was the only thing you were taking Zinc gave me the crazy dreams, but I was also a bit more tired. Okay. Hmm. Well, zinc, folic acid. Yes. But, again, I couldn't find any definitive studies on those, but the scientists say <laughs> that sperm need those two things working together yeah. to create more sperm, so it stands to reason that it can help you. The only thing I found that was that low zinc levels is associated with low testosterone and sperm quality. So those were the only relations that I could find with zinc and fertility for male Mm -hmm. and then the other one that we found was antioxidants which more specifically i found for men walnuts walnuts are a high antioxidant i don't know why that wouldn't be more important in like just as important females but it said specifically for males walnuts I I know blueberries are high. I read that too. too. It said uh, antioxidants help fight oxidative stress, um, which can damage sperm. And then I was like, well, what the heck is oxidative stress? (laughs) And it said basically just random minerals or elements in your body. Uh, They called them oxidative elements or free radicals or something like that can damage your sperm. Maybe it's because testicles are more exterior on a man, so they're more exposed to things, I guess. Don't expose yourself. You know what I mean. (laughs) But, yeah, antioxidants apparently help a lot. Hmm. Which, I mean, that's kind of a big thing that's coming on is all this antioxidant. Right. Eat blueberries. Now eat walnuts, as I've learned. I'm good with walnuts, but you don't like putting them in your banana bread. No, I think they're really waxy, but you can eat them. (laughs) And I will. Okay, and then just going along with male fertility, I know when we were going through our IUI procedures, and um, I think even our last one, our doctor always brings it up, that, um, you know, have sex every other day. Um, and I know for a while in the beginning, we were kind of like, oh, well, is that going to damage the sperm quality? You know, is that going to reduce your count? Because you hear don't, right. don't try every day. Every other day is kind of your ideal. Um, and I have been noticing more and more as I kind of look that up to justify what my doctor's saying, that sex every day is obviously just as effective, but it doesn't play as huge of a role in your sperm count as I thought, unless, and here's the catch, 
unless you already have low sperm count, right. which makes sense. Because if you have low count, it's t- it takes your body longer to replenish. So you do have to really try and hit her ovulation. max ovulation window day right on the nose. So you do want to do probably two or three days ahead right on the day and then maybe wait a day or two after. Um, so that really does decrease your chances. Whereas if a guy is normal, you know, you probably can do the every day. So I think one thing that we've learned kind of from this whole process was that it is extremely difficult to nail the every other day trying with guessing when I'm going to ovulate. Right. It's it's definitely tough because, well, it's helping now that you have OvuSense, which is a lot more accurate than you see your doctor and then she says, well, based on your numbers, this day, next week, okay, yeah, but that's a lot of days in between. Right. And, and OvuSense really helps nail that down. Um, and so then... It you know, helps us know because yeah. if it's not a dip day, dip days are usually when you want to try because that could right. be ovulation. So if it's not a dip day, then usually don't want to or you have to guess oh I think I'm like two days out from a dip day let's try yeah so it helped a lot having OvviSense but it was still pretty tricky yes because it never works and then on the other side of it you also need to remember that whole no more than two days or no less than two days so you also need to make sure that it's still young and fresh enough it's frequent enough it's frequent enough so that that is pretty tricky. Um, yeah, because a lot of the time, I didn't know what day I was going to ovulate, and I tend to be on the later end, so we end up kind of trying for a longer time to get it right. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to time, oh, we're going in for an IUI, you know, can't be too far out, but it can't be too close. Yeah. Good luck. So. Yeah. I remember there was an IUI where... I think we were off on the timing a little bit, and I was worried, like, well, geez, am I going to give a a good enough sample? But I think they do enough stuff with the IUI that I don't know how much that really matters with the IUI. That window might be something the doctors tell you. You know, it's kind of like a, I have a bigger grace period, but I'm not telling you. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. But it's very tricky, but it's very important to... Do what your doctor says. And and I'm just very grateful that I don't deal with those issues personally because can you imagine putting that on there? On top of mine, yeah. yeah. Where we had to know, well, you at most can only do every other day, every three days or something like that. That, that makes the window tiny. You're saying if you had like low sperm count or mobility? Yes. Gotcha. Yep. And we had to... You know, if I had to recharge for two or three days, that really cuts it down by a lot. Yeah. So moral of the story. Moral Guys, of the story. Get checked out. Get checked out. It's it's a huge relief yeah. knowing even if there is something wrong, at least you know where to start. And unlike the women listening to this, it's not nearly as awkward as the ultrasounds that they had to do on you. To check you out. Well, they still do that. That's about an every other week occurrence for me. 
well, privacy is gone. <laughs> I understand, but I, I'm I'm saying this for any guys listening. Like, gotcha. If you have the thought that, well, maybe it's partially me, just get checked out. It doesn't take too long. It's not as invasive. Is it's that what you're saying? It's not as invasive. Gotcha. Yes, and 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 get healthy. Um, I know that's not always easy for a lot of guys, but you're it a is bigger doable. guy. Yeah, I, I am a bigger guy. And I have recently lost weight, and I think that is helping us. Mm-hmm. So take your vitamins. I take two gummies every day at lunch. It's actually kind of a treat. I like it. <laughs> it makes you feel better, I think. It gives you a little it more does. energy. It boosts your, your you know, mentality. I've noticed I have less restless leg syndrome since taking my vitamins. That's good. So other positives. Male fertility, it's a real thing. One in three... Infertility couples. One in three are solely the male. Right. And half of infertile couples, couples, the male plays a part. Yeah. Women, get your partners, get your husbands, have them get tested. Yep. It's a good first step if you haven't already. Takes two and uh, make sure that they're healthy as well. So don't let them off the hook. Just because you have to eat healthy and the superfoods and all that other yep. stuff. Make it a baby. It's a team effort. Yes. So thanks for listening, guys. As always, follow us on Instagram. At Life's Fertile Questions. Podcast. Podcast. You gotta forget the podcast. <laughs> um, give us a like, a rating, a review. Make sure to subscribe so you get weekly episodes. Yeah, let them know that you want more Jade <laughs> in their... Or tell me it's super annoying because he's a guy. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, no, he does. It's a tag team effort. My doctor's appointments, everything gets relayed, goes to him. COVID has made it a little more difficult because I am the only one allowed to go into my appointments. But I keep you in the loop. Yeah, you do. And I think that's an important thing to do. Tell your spouse, tell your partner, make them feel included. They need the good news. They need the bad news. Yep. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Bye.